0: see what this says Good evening in God's peace. I will begin this evening with hymn 48, O Holy Night.
1: A king of kings
2: For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word, and believes on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. The
0: word Christmas begins with Christ, the virgin-born Christ child, our Savior. The babe of Bethlehem was not merely a remarkable child, but the Son of God. In his infinite grace, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born into this world as a man. Yet he never ceased
2: to be God. Jesus Christ, in his infinite love, did not begin when he was born in a stable and laid in the manger. He left heaven's best to come to this world, to be the Savior of mankind. He was offered as a free gift.
0: God's gift to the world was despised and rejected 2,000 years ago. In the life of every person who has rejected him since that time, there has proved to be a fatal defectiveness. Only when we, ha- we accept the free gift of eternal life through Christ we can know the true meaning of Christmas, the forgiveness of sin, and life everlasting.
2: God gave his all for you. By giving him your all this Christmas, you will reach others with the gospel that they too may receive God's gift.
3: Scripture reading is found in the 96th Psalm, and we'll read it in its entirety. O sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the earth, sing unto the Lord, bless his name, show forth his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made our heavens. Honor and majesty before him, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him. All the earth, say among the heathen, that the Lord reigneth, the world also shall be established, that it shall not be moved, he shall judge the people righteously. Let the earth or let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad, let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, let the field be joyful and all that is therein, then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Amen. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. Almighty God, we come before you this evening thankful for this time that you give us to gather in fellowship around the hearing of your word. Dear Lord, we especially come before you, as the hymn writer has written, to come and adore him, born the King of Angels. We thank you for sending your son to be born, to come into the flesh, to redeem us from all of our sins. And we pray that as we celebrate his birth, that you would make these truths new to us again. The fact that he came for us. Lord, we commend into your keeping all the prayer requests that are on our heart, all the people that need your help. And we ask that you would, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now hear us, Lord, as together we pray that most perfect prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: Hymn number 18, O Little Town of Bethlehem.
3: Bring you greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Merry Christmas. Our sermon text is found in Luke chapter two, and we'll be reading verses one to twenty. And we read in the name of Jesus. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing, taxing was first made when Quirinus was governor of Syria. and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising god and saying glory to god in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven the shepherds said one to another let us now go even unto bethlehem and see this thing which is come to be unto us and they came with haste and found mary and joseph and the babe lying in a manger and when they had seen it they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this, your word. We pray, sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have read this section of Luke many times, perhaps more than any other piece of the scripture. I've been memorizing portions of it since I was in Sunday school, and it feels like I have it all memorized now. But even now, even today, even this year, when I read this, it seems like there's always something new that jumps out at me. One of the parts that I always used to just gloss over as something really cute and motherly, is the fact that Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now what that literally means is that she treasured them, that she um, in all actuality memorized them. The words that were told her by the shepherds, the things that had happened, she memorized those things. And that's part of the reason why we have such a wonderful account of the birth of our Lord. But let's go over what happened real quick. Caesar Augustus decrees that all the world, meaning the Roman Empire, needs to be taxed. Luke gives us the time of when this happened, when Quirinus was governor of Syria. The laws dictated that everyone would need to return to their ancestral home for the census. That would be taken so that they could properly tax everyone. So Joseph and Mary, well, they go to Bethlehem because that is where um, that was where Joseph's ancestral home was. And we're told that there was no room for them in the inn. Um, when I was a kid, I remember thinking that man, that that uh, that innkeeper, who could you imagine how rough that would be? To have to turn away a pregnant woman, and um, as a kid I remember thinking, on Christmas no less, (laughs) not realizing that that was the first one. (laughs) But the whole idea, you know, having to turn away a a pregnant woman, I pictured this cold snowy evening and the inn being full and him trying to find a room, maybe having an argument with his wife to give them their bed, but no, there's no room for them. But wouldn't you know, then I, I, gra- I got a little bit of an understanding of Greek and um, learned that um, that picture that I had as a kid and that we tend to have in our culture of it being an inn that there wasn't room for them for is probably not the case. Because first of all, Bethlehem was quite small. So they probably didn't even have a, a hotel or an inn as we think of it or even a traveler's rest. Um, but that word appears in Luke's gospel one other time. And it's when they find another room to have the Lord's supper in. And it's translated as upper room. Um, But another way you could translate it is guest room. And what would have been the custom at the time is that Mary and Joseph would have went to their ancestral home, and they would have probably had a guest room or an extra room, um, but it was full. And I don't know about you, but this almost seems worse than like being cast out by an innkeeper to be laid aside by your own family. I mean, we don't know for sure what happened here. It could be that everybody was staying in the guest room. You know, Mary, Joseph, and you know, Bill and John and Fred. And Mary's like, you know, I don't wanna have the baby with Bill, John, and Fred around. So uh, let's go somewhere else. Um, Or it could be that it was full and Mary was like, hey, would you guys mind giving us some space here? We're kinda busy. And they politely declined. Um, regardless of what happened, there's not room for them to have the baby in the guest room. And so, and in those days, um, it's not like every house had like a little stable outside, but what they did do is they would actually keep their animals in the house. Especially in the winter time, this helps with heating and all of those things. And so likely the, the first floor of the house was actually dedicated for the animals. And this is where Mary ended up having the child, having Jesus. And she laid him in a manger, which is a feed trough. And that's why we have the cute pictures of the cattle lowing and the baby sleeping. It's wonderful. Um, so this is what happens. She, she has the baby, she wraps him in swaddling clothes. I find this to be adorable. I, um, swaddling clothes was something I didn't have a concept of until I was a parent and um, realized that, um, no, that's, you can't just wrap a blanket around it and call it swaddling, there's a way you do it. And there's even a reason to it. You know, you swaddle an infant so it won't harm itself. You know, their fingernails are sharp and they can scratch themselves. And a lot of times you'll, har- you'll swaddle them with their arms inside. And then as they get a little older, you might let them or have some time with their arms out. But a lot of times when they sleep, you keep those arms tucked in so they don't hurt themselves. And my small mind cannot comprehend the fact that God was swaddled. It just brings out... An amazing sense of awe in me, how this could be done. But he was. And at the same time, they're shepherds watching over their flocks at night. Um, but these aren't just any old shepherds, and these aren't just any old flocks. Because of the location, Bethlehem is where the flocks were kept for the temple sacrifices. So all of the lambs that would go to the, be sacrificed in the temple were there. And there were um, quite um, strict rules regarding what kind of what kind of sheep could be a part of this flock. They couldn't be without they couldn't have a spot or a blemish. Kind of interesting to think about that. So you have these shepherds who are watching over these sheep that are due to be sacrificed. And a lot of times we wonder why did God appear to the shepherds? Well, maybe now we get a little small glimpse of it. They were watching over the lambs that would go to be sacrificed. And each and every one of those lambs that was ever sacrificed was pointing forward to Jesus. And so it was very appropriate for them to know that he was born and that they had a different task this night. There was a different lamb that needed to be looked over. And the angel appears to them. And the first thing the angel says is, fear not, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. So, amazingly, they see an angel, and it's like this every time somebody sees an angel in the Bible, they freak out, they're scared. That's why every angel says, don't be afraid, because they're terrifying to behold. We had a description of them in the Old Testament and um, uh, Isaiah saw them, saw some angels, and um, they had six wings. With two, they covered their face, with two, they covered their feet, and with two, they flew. Crazy. Hard to imagine them all of a sudden just appearing and saying, hey, don't be afraid. i bring you good news tonight. How many of us would receive that kind of good news? But regardless, the sign is that they will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And so they decide to go look. Or I'm sorry, first there's then a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This is another one of those unfortunate translations because What does goodwill toward men mean? Does anybody know? I didn't have a clue. Um, We we, we think, okay, so God has goodwill toward men. Okay, cool. Um, But really what this means in Greek is that um, it's glory to God in the highest, peace, and on earth, or sorry, a, a way to say it would be glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace toward those who God is pleased with. Or something to that effect. God is pleased with men. There's this idea that now God is pleased with us. It's interesting. And so the shepherds then, after the angels leave, after the heavenly choir is done, they're like, okay we got to go check this out. And so they go and they find everything exactly like it was. Like it was told them and it's a beautiful story. And then the little drummer boy showed up and they had a good night, right? No, you see there's so much about this that tends to get, we get caught up in with pop culture that we kind of lose out on what's actually going on. You know, the wise men aren't in this picture, but they're usually there in the nativity scenes. It probably took them a couple of years to get there. Uh, But regardless, there's something that um, I went over very quickly that uh, I want to highlight for you. the angels, when they're speaking to the shepherds in verse 10, they say, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. So who was the first one to receive the good tidings of great joy? It was those shepherds. And at that time for everyone yet, it was just for them. The shepherds appeared specifically for, to them. To tell them that unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. But we're some 2,024, 25 years later, depending on how that math works with the first year. And now that which shall be to all people has come to pass. And so those words that the angel says, they're not just for the shepherds anymore. Therefore, All of us, until you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. There's a lot of people here who have been here on Christmas Eve many, many times. You're old, and every day that goes by, you're only getting older and you watch and you see people growing up around you things changing and it's not always easy to grow old when your body starts to break down and things start to happen well listen up the angels say to you unto you who are old is born this day a savior which is Christ the Lord This changes everything about growing old, doesn't it? There are many here who are young. There are some here who probably have never been here before. There are a lot of kids here tonight. Praise the Lord. Listen up. Unto you, children, who have your whole life ahead of you, who may not even know really what's going on, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. There are many here who used to come here with other people who aren't around anymore, who have passed on. And days like today make you feel lonely because you miss them. And they might not even have passed on. They just might not be a part of your life anymore. But listen up. You who grieve and mourn the loss of loved ones and are lonely, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. There are many parents here tonight who have a lot of kids that they're trying to keep track of and probably don't even get to listen to the sermon. And uh, you might have heard me mention parents, so maybe now you're perking up. It's hard being a parent. Take it from me, I know. And often it feels like it only gets harder. And I'm only in this eight years in. But unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. I know one thing that's true for parents is we often feel inadequate. And we are very much a lot of the time. We don't always do the things that we should. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. There are many here who are suffering from addiction who swear they're never going to do it again, but time and time again are drawn back to that thing that they hate. Well, these words from the angels are also for you, you who struggle, because unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. You're not defined by that which you're addicted to. You have a Savior who has shed his blood to cover all of your sins. There are many here who have heard me going through this list and thinking, well, none of that applies to me. Yeah, it does. I could, I could write a letter. I could, instead of going through categorically, I could name each and every one of you, and it would be the same because this announcement is for all of us, not all of us corporately, but all of us individually. There is a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. There are many who are too proud to think that they need a Savior. Well, listen up, because you do. And most of all, you sinner, you who sin in thought, word, and deed every day by what you do and by what you have left undone, who know the right thing to do but still find yourself doing that bad thing that you don't want to do over and over again, hear me, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And there are some who are sick, who it seems like health issues become a part of their daily life, They've defined what's going on for them. There is a savior for you too. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior which is Christ the Lord. It's so easy for us to have our eyes drawn away by the Christmas lights or by the songs. The other day I um, discovered that there's a game that people are playing these days called, um, what's it called, Whamageddon? where if you hear the song last christmas before christmas eve then you lose i didn't know that was a game but now i guess if i ever hear it in a store I'll, I'll lose but all of our culture it seems like the devil the world and our own sinful flesh are always trying to steal our attention away from what's important and the devil does a masterful job of this of distracting us of taking away our attention from those important things and onto things that don't matter and so today God blesses us with the clarity to see with eyes unclouded by the world or the devil or our sinful flesh that unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord. And this baby, he was wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You know, there's one other time in scripture where we find that Jesus was swaddled where he was wrapped and cloth as a baby is, do you know when that was? It was after he died and they swaddled him in the grave clothes. It's no accident. You see that baby that was laid in the manger, that savior that is born for you this day, he was born to die with his eyes fixed on the cross to die for you and for your salvation so that when the day comes that you stand before God, it will not be you who stands alone, but there will be one who stands beside you in your place, who has taken upon himself all of your sin and given you all of his perfection so that when God looks at you, he doesn't even see the sin anymore. In fact, he sees his beloved son in whom he is well-pleased. This is what it means to have a Savior. So you can be at peace, dear Christian, because unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. O great and glorious Redeemer, wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, we praise you, we bless you, we worship you, We glorify you, we give you thanks to you, we give thanks to you for your great glory. O Lord God, Lamb of God, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, King of kings and Lord of lords, Emmanuel, God with us. For you only are holy, you only are the Lord, you only, O Christ, with the Holy Spirit, are the most high in the glory of God the Father. But chiefly on this most holy of nights, we adore you for leaving the glory that you had with the Father before the world began. We humbly ask you by the holy mystery of your incarnation and nativity to deliver us, good Lord. You who came that we might have life and be saved from our sin, be gracious to us and save us. Let the glad tidings we commemorate this night be made known to all people. Amen. Now lift up your head and your heart and receive the Lord's benediction. The Lord bless you in keeping you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs>
0: Please join us with the singing of Star of the East.
1: Amen. Yeah.
3: one of the traditions here is to read the Christmas story in Finnish now for as long as I've been here that job has been done by brother Andy Thunberg but he has since passed the torch on to Tucker Henderson and so we have a, a deep thankfulness to Andy for doing that for so many years brother thank you and uh, we thank Tucker for um, taking on the duty and doing that for us this evening so
4: Tucker um, when Andy asked me last year if I would take this over from him, I didn't realize it would be so soon. But uh, I know he's, Andy has retired from the ministry fully since he turned 90, which means if 90 is retirement age, I still have 68 years to go, so <laughs> you'll be stuck with me for a while. Okay. I heard him. <laughs> evankelio toinen lukko mutta niinä päivinä tapotui että keisky kävi ulos keiseriltä augustukseltä että kaikki maailma piti verolliseksi laskettamaan ja tämä veron laskemus oli ensimmäinen joka tapahtui silloin kun kyrenios oli maaherra syrjässä. ja kukin meni kaupunkiinsa antoman itseänsä arvattaa niin myös Joosef Kaleleasta Nasaretin kaupungista meni ylös Juudean, Daavidin kaupunkiin, joka kutsutaan Betlehem, sillä hän oli Daavidin huoneesta ja suvusta. antoman itseänsä arvata Marian kihlatun emäntäänsä kanssa, joka raskas oli, niin tapahtui heidän siellä olesansa, että hänen synnytämisensä päivä tulivat täytetyksi. Ja hän synnytti pojan esikoisensa ja kapaloitsi hänen ja pani seimen, ettei heille ollut siellä majassa. Ja paimenet valvoivat siinä paikkakunnassa ja vartioisivat yöllä laumansa. Ja katso, herran enkeli seisoi heidän tykyensä ja heidän kirkkaus ympäri valaisi heitä ja he suuresti peljä, peljästyivät. Ja enkeli sanoi heille, älkät peljätkö, sillä katso, minä ilmoitan teille suuren ilon, joka on tuleva kaikille, tuleva kaikille kansalle. Teille on tänä päivänä syntynyt vapahtaja, joka on Kristus, Hera, Davidin kaupunkissa. Ja tämä on teille merkiksi, te lyödätte lapsen kapuloituna makavan seimessä Jo ja kohta oli enkelin kanssa suuri taivallisen sotaväen jokko, jotka kiittivät Jumalaa ja sanoivat, kunnia olkoon Jumalalle korkeud- korkeydessä ja maassa rauhaa ja ihmisille hyvä tahto. Ja tapahtui, että enkelit menivät heidän tykyensä taivaaseen, niin ne paimenet puhuivat keskenänsä, käykämme Betlehemin ja katsokamme sitä, mikä tapahtunut on, jonka herä meille ilmoitti. Ja he tulivat kiruhtain ja lyöisivät Marian ja Josefin, niin myös lapsen, joka makasi seimessä. Kuin he tämän olivat, juhlistivät heisen sanoman, sanomaan, joka heille tästä lapsesta sanottu oli. Ja kaikki, jotka sen kuulivat, ihmetelivät niitä, Mitä heille paimenilta sanottu oli. Mutta Maria kätki kaikki nämä sanat tutkistellen sydämessänsä. Ja paimenet palasivat ylistäin ja kunnioitäin kaikista mitä he kuulet ja nähnet olivat, niin kuin heille sanottu oli. And I did forget to say share a little bit of history of the church which Andy usually does and I always enjoy so much. Um, one thing, one thing my brother actually asked me before the service, what does ALSK mean on this pulpit? Which I told him, well, I'll tell you in about 45 minutes, <laughs> but it's Apostolis Luther line in Kirko, which means Apostolic Lutheran uh, church congregation, church's congregation. Um, and this pulpit was, I think, 1902 when they built this new church. but um, the first, Service was in 19 or 1877 was the first service of the Apostolic Church in Antipulperas cabin over towards Henola, I believe. And this is actually November. This November was actually the 125th anniversary of the uh, legal foundation of the church, the incorporation when they when there was enough members that decided, well, we want a solid church. Um, and they had already been having sermons, services for about over 20 years before that. So that's a little history. Um, next, I will do the Lord's Prayer in Finnish. So if you if you know it, uh, join along. Isä meidän, joko ole taivaissa, pyhitetty olkoon sinun nimesi. Lähestulkoon sinun valtakuntasi, tapahtukoon sinun tahtosi niin maassa <Hebrew> kuin taivassa. Anna meille tänä päivänä meidän päivinen leipämme, ja anna meille meidän syntimme anteeksi, niin kuin mekin anteeksi annamme meidän velallisillemme. Ja älä johtada meitä kiusaukseen, vaan päästä meidän pahasta, sillä sinun on valtakunta ja voima ja kunnia iankaikkisesti. Ja Sitten siunaus. Herra, siunaat. Siunatkoon teitä ja varjelkoon teitä. Herra, valistakoon kasvonsa teidän päällen ja olkoon teille armollinen. Herra, kääntäkyyn kasvonsa teidän puoleen ja antakoon teille iankaikin sen rauhan. Isän ja pojan ja pyhen hengen nimen. Aamen.
3: Thank you, Tucker. Now we will sing Silent Night in Finnish. And I think the words will just be put out here for you after the announcements, if I got that wrong. I jumped the gun
5: a little bit. I'm just excited for Finn. Good evening, God's peace, everybody, and thank you for coming and sharing this hour with us. The announcements for this week are Christmas Day service tomorrow at 10.30 a.m., Bible study Wednesday night, there will be no Sunday school next Sunday, December 31st, it will resume on January 7th, and then next Sunday there will be two services on December on Sunday, December 31st at 10.30 a.m. and 7.00 p.m., In the 7.00 p.m. service men are asked to bring pies to serve after church, so... There are goodies and coffee for everybody I see out in the fellowship hall. So if you want to stay for a cup of coffee, you're welcome. Thank you.
3: Now Adam and Amy will lead us in singing Silent Night and finish.
1: i